Welcome to the Final Score Network and the Final Score Podcast, presented by Team Anders Realtors. I'm Andy. He's soon to be former D3 student athlete and co-host. Giant jam, two-hand monster flush off the inbound. Brian Gam Slam Jam. Find us on Podbean, the Apple Podcast Store, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at the Final Score Thirty Five. Plenty of topics to run through this week, but before we get to it, a word from our presenting sponsor. Service from the heart to become your Realtors for Real Life is Team Anders Realtors' mission. Team Anders serves its clients in finding the home that best fits their needs and makes the process simple and fun along the way. Team Anders is a team of people who will be in close communication with you, personally taking care of your real estate needs through technology, marketing, and advertising. Team Anders has served thousands of clients over 30 plus years in the Grand Rapids, Michigan area and are here to serve you today. Learn more at teamanders.com. We've arrived at what for most NFL fans is Christmas. 32 teams, 7 rounds, 224 young men who this weekend are about to become players in the National Football League. A weekend where lives are changed, Fates are decided, dynasties are born, and the clock is always ticking. Of course, I'm talking about draft day. Sure, the season matters the most, but something about the NFL draft makes everyone think that this is the draft where they get that key player to push their team to a Super Bowl. Or those few sleepers that are the difference between the playoffs and another year on the outside looking in. Some may even be praying their team lands the next Tom Brady. Given the draft's popularity, we're devoting most of the show to the draft. But before we get to that, let's go to the podium. Ryan, the lectern is yours. Yeah, uh, Michigan State had their spring game this past weekend, and I'm just going to quick talk about uh, Michigan State's options at quarterback and uh, how they grow more intriguing heading into summer. Uh, two main guys right now are Peyton Thorne and uh, Anthony Russo, a Temple transfer, uh, both Looked pretty sharp from what I saw in the spring game. Didn't watch much, but um, both really sharp. Russo's a big guy, 6'5", 240, uh, big arm. Kind of takes chances through a lot of interceptions at Temple. And Thorne, obviously, had a really strong end to last season. Uh, playing against Penn State there in Active Valley. Really good game there. And he, he looks like he's he's the guy right now. Um, obviously, been in the system for a year or part of a year. And Russo is new to that. Um, but... Yeah, I think if Thorne wins this job in the end, it just shows how good he is. I mean, Russo, I think this might be his sixth year of college, and Thorne is in his third, I believe. Um, so that's just going to show how, how crazy good he is and uh, how excited they are about him. Um, I'm excited to see the progression of both these guys heading into uh, fall camp in August and uh, where where the Spartans are going to be come uh, early September when they play Northwestern their um, Labor Day weekend. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I watched a little bit of that practice. It's kind of hard to watch because it wasn't a typical scrimmage. But, you know, Thorne took all the first reps with the first team. I mean, they kind of split first team reps, but he just looks sharp. I mean, he has got an extra year in the playbook, you know, versus Russo. But I think Russo will put the time in this summer and, and hopefully make it a battle. That's what it's all about is, is you know, these guys pushing each other so that, you know, the best of the best wins out and not an average guy. Um, also, in that quarterback note, it'll be interesting to keep an eye on uh, the third stringer, who was Kim, redshirt freshman, um, that makes you wonder if we might have another transfer coming in there. There were six more last week, but we'll get more into Michigan State football down the road. Um, moving on to my take, I'm going to go um, to 
golf because it's golf season and because for the second straight week I picked the winners. A little different this week um, and kind of my take is that I want to see more golf tournaments, not a lot, but more like the Zurich last weekend. If you if you didn't follow, they played a kind of every other day format. It was a team's format. You know, one day, um, I, you know, I don't remember the official names. One day it was called foursomes where um, you're playing every other shot. Now the, the other day was you're playing uh, the better ball between the two in terms of not a scramble that gets confused sometimes, but in terms of better score, obviously guys kind of lit it up when, you know, you've got two amazing world golfers that can, you know, both go low on their own. They combine to shoot some low scores, but the every other shot uh, thing is a pretty sweet thing to watch. Um, just the pressure that they put on each other that way um, and the setups and leaving guys where they like to be left. There's a lot of strategy to it. I'd love to see that <laughs> another time, but instead of, I don't know, I think the guys kind of pick it this way, uh, but I'd kind of like to see it where maybe you kind of take one and 64 and two and 63 and so on and pair guys up like that rather than kind of buddies pairing up and see how that might go. Um, you know, maybe a second time a year just to do it, you know, just kind of play it almost like Ryder Cup style. It's not quite match play or maybe even you do it like Ryder Cup and you throw a match play day in there too if you can do it. Um, anyway, we'll talk a lot more about golf. I'm liking golf right now because I'm two from my last two. No, I didn't screw up and only bet a dollar on a plus 13,000 last week, but I did only bet a dollar on a plus 1,000, so I got 10 bucks. I'm 140 bucks heavier um, last two weeks, so we'll see if I can continue to kind of pick the gold, and if I do, then I better play the lotto. All right, anyway, moving on to our tee-up of the week. Ryan is going to tell you who and or what, and I will tell you why. This week's tee-em-up segment will be geared towards the Second best player of all time, LeBron James. If second best, I got Magic second best behind MJ and then Bird. LeBron, shut up. I mean, what what good are you doing using your platform with probably the most followers in social media to incite violence, a riot, more hatred? You know nothing about the situation that you commented on, which shows because you quickly erased your tweet. Um, just, dude, sh- say nothing. Stay out of it. It is... It is not good for the society that we live in now for athletes of your stature to jump in uninformed and throw flames like that. You know nothing except for a grainy video that you saw. You don't know the facts. You don't know what it's like to be a police officer. And so on that, while we tee up LeBron and tell him to shut up forever because I really don't like him anyway, uh, bravo to the L.A. police officer who has worked the toughest beat in L.A. for over 20 years and offered to have a sit-down conversation with LeBron. He gets it. LeBron, stop with the social media drive-by and have a real convo or shut the you-know-what up. That's it. We're teeing you up. Get out of here. Don't want to talk about you again, LJ, LBJ. All right, before we go around the world, which this week will be solely dedicated to the draft, Ryan will introduce you to our special guest. Yeah, it is my special pleasure to uh, introduce our third-ever guest on the Final Score Podcast, first one in person. And today's guest is one of my best friends, um, could be a future uh, guy here in an NFL uh, front office with what he's been doing. Uh, Brad Holmes, you better take notice, man. Uh, please help us welcome on former Hope football and basketball player Riley Fairfield. Riley, thanks for joining us today. The draft guru is here and we're ready to do a little uh, first round mock draft here. Welcome on, my man. Well, at first, before you guys get started, so you're going to hear a lot less of me this week, I'm going to kind of let them go and and interject from the cheap seats, but 
What really gives him his credentials is that his girlfriend's dad is a longtime Lions kicker. That makes makes the, you know he's an expert. He probably could pick better than any Lions front office anyway. So he's got the inside scoop. I don't know if he really does or not. But Riley, <laughs> welcome to the pod. The way we're going to do this is we'll you are do our usual around the world. Um, we're going to do spot style one through. We're going to pick the these guys are going to talk the whole first round. So let's hit spot number one slots one through eight. Take it away, guys. All right. Riley, uh, we'll start with the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. We're using the uh, Pro Football Focus Mock Draft Simulator. Pretty cool thing if you're interested in that kind of stuff. Um, Jacksonville, um, well, it's pretty obvious where they're going to go, Riley. <laughs> yeah, I think that every single mock draft in the country um, is kind of predicting Trevor Lawrence to go to the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's pretty much a lock at this point that people kind of stopped talking about it about a year and a half ago. Um, he won, or I think he lost two college football games ever in his career, uh, national champion, and clearly the clear-cut front runner to go number one. So what does it take, I'll throw a little monkey wrench for you guys, what does it take for Jacksonville to trade off that spot and, and give up those rights to pick I think lines? that they'd have to get a young quarterback that was proven, and I think they'd need... Jared Goff? Yeah, <laughs> maybe. A, like... Uh, unlimited picks, honestly. Yeah, There's... it would it would have to be something along the lines of uh, Justin Herbert plus five first round picks, yeah. and then I don't know another extra five million dollars in cap space because Trevor Lawrence is he's young, he's proven, he's smart quarterback, he's got all the talent in the world, and I think that they're just they're really looking forward to the next ten years rather than just. Uh, Trading yeah, off that spot. You just hope he's not an Andrew Luck with you know the injury problems because he was that next mm-hmm. big, the last next big guy. Um, you know he's been pretty durable, Lawrence. So yeah, I agree yeah, with that. And, and, and Trevor Lawrence has already donated money to many charities in Jacksonville. So I think I think the that's pretty safe to say that Trevor Lawrence will be the first overall pick in the draft, and that's where we're going to go with Mr. Trevor Lawrence, Mr. Longhair. Newly married. Looks like a Muppet. <laughs> yeah, he does. So second pick, uh, the New York Jets. Uh, obviously, a few weeks back, traded Sam Darnold to Carolina uh, for some stuff. Um, definitely quarterbacks in need. I mean, they say quarterback guard, edge rusher cornerback. I mean, there's no way that they don't, don't go quarterback here unless they somehow trade someone for another quarterback. But I don't see that happening. Um, many of the people are saying Zach Wilson's that guy. Uh, people are calling him the one-year wonder because he only had one really, really solid year of college. But uh, if you watch his pro day, the guy's got a gun. He's mobile. Um, seems like he's a pretty smart quarterback. His work ethic has been questioned a little bit, but I don't think that's going to be an issue. Um, so I, I'm, I, I would be with that, um, the Jets drafting him. I, I think Riley might be on the same page here. We'll see what he has to say. Yeah, I think personally, my, my personal opinion, I think that Zach Wilson's the second quarterback off the board. Um, I think that he brings a little bit of edge to his game. Um, if anybody's ever watched a BYU game, which is kind of tough because they play in the West Coast, usually at around 11 o'clock at night. Um, so they usually, uh, he, he kind of just comes in with an attitude. Um, he was never a highly sought after player coming out of high school, ninth string as a freshman, worked his way up and, you know, he had one great year. And then now everybody's starting to take notice. Um, the Jets had a little bit, of, they kind of uh, calmed the waters a little bit. You know, they had, like, Sam Darnold was in the picture, and then now, you know, they're thinking about going tackle to protect a young quarterback. Um, That could still be an option if they wanted to surprise everybody and go with someone like Penny Sewell or someone like Rashawn Slater, which I don't think would happen. But, yeah, I'm all for 
Zach Wilson going at number two. Might, I get a little worried about the Jets because they've blown – they've had picked a lot of quarterbacks over the last 20 years and none of them yeah, have panned out. So out, we'll is, see. Yeah, yeah. big we'll market, see. big market football. New York Jets, yeah. New York Giants, you know, they're in – Right downtown New York, they're they're there, so they're ready to yeah. kind of get going and, and make money off of that. And he's got that Showtime kind mm-hmm. of flair to him, that yeah. little cockiness, that Joe Namath. Yeah, uh, Broadway, so uh, we're going to go with Mr. Zach Wilson, second pick in the NFL draft. Third on the clock, the San Francisco 49ers uh, came out, I believe it was yesterday, maybe even Sunday, that um, they are zeroing in on two guys. Um at the quarterback position, and those two guys are none other than uh, Trey Lance and Mac Jones. Um, you know, this might come as a surprise. Many believe Justin Fields is the third best quarterback in this draft, and I, I also believe that. But um, Shanahan really likes Mac Jones in his game. Um, I think they like his smartness, just the way that he's a pocket passer. That's Accurate. what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Accurate. Um, played in a system similar to uh, what the Niners play. So, um yeah, Riley. What do you what are you thinking with with the 49ers? I mean, one of those two guys. Obviously, I'd, they think that maybe Lance could be the next Josh Allen, mm-hmm. but he played one game this, in the last year, so we mm-hmm. don't know. We really don't know. Yeah, it's this uh, this third pick was a really interesting spot. You know, Houston gave it up with probably the worst trade ever in the history of football, um, and it went to the Dolphins, and then the Dolphins traded back, and like the 49ers ended up landing at three, and. Uh, and I would just be a little careful. You know, they're zeroing in. They said they wanted Mac Jones. Uh, Trey Lance is an option. Trey Lance was more of an option, I thought, when the 49ers were back at 12. Um, sure. Just because you don't want to jump it with somebody with his talent, raw talent, playing in an FCS or an FBS school. Um, you know, North Dakota State prospect, crazy athlete, but um, he doesn't have much experience, and he's playing against inferior competition. Then again, you throw in Mac Jones. You know, he's playing in the SEC. He's got Alabama. But my only warning is looking at the quarterbacks that have come out of Alabama. You know, Jalen Hurts has found some success with the Eagles, but then again, he transferred out and he was playing at Oklahoma. Um, I would just be careful with the Mac Jones pick solely because you have arguably the best offensive line every year. You've got a defense that limits possessions, and you're pretty much you get to stand back there and just toss the football around to the best athletes in the world. And not so, to mention he had two guys that are probably going to be top 15 picks playing receiver along with them. Yeah, and yeah, so that it, in the same draft. So and it it's very surprising um, that they're going over Justin Fields, especially with what he did in the playoff this year and rally his team to beat Cam, uh, like, to beat Clemson after he took that absolute shot to the gut. Um, and he kind of that kind of silenced a lot of uh, critics about his toughness. Um, but if I was a betting man, um, I would go with somebody along the lines of I, I would probably say Mac Jones just because that was the first quarterback they talked about. Kyle Shanahan really likes him. Mac Jones is a super smart guy. And really, in all reality, the 49ers had a good team last year but were totally hampered by injuries. They made it to the Super Bowl the year prior. He's got weapons, young wide receiver in Brandon Ayuk. Um, he's got George Kittle coming off an injury, but he's got a plethora of running backs, great offensive line. So I, I wouldn't be shocked if they pick Mac Jones. At this yeah, point. I think Mac Jones is their guy at three here. I mean, he fits the bill. Mm-hmm. And either way, either of those two guys, they overpaid for. They could have. Yeah, I think you said it, Ryan. They could have waited in their original spot and probably had they one of those guys fall to him, or maybe they could have moved up more in the Lions spot, given up a little mm-hmm. bit less to get it. Yeah. I don't know. You're paying paying it in salary, but you're also just I, I don't know. 
Yeah. Jones is a less of a risk for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think and we're I think that's where we're gonna go with Mac Jones here at three. Yeah. Um, number four, the Atlanta Falcons. Um, you know, Matt Ryan's getting old, so it's kind of been rumor has it that Justin Fields might be the next guy. Maybe they'll bring him in the groom, but their team needs really are um, edge rusher, cornerback, and safety. And I don't see any cornerbacks being picked aside. No, Jeff Okuda's to embarrass in his first year. Um, but you know, I I think that they they do have really good targets. I mean, Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, uh, Julio Jones actually right now I think they're looking at dealing him, which is yeah. interesting. But yep. I just I, I this one I've kind of gone back and forth on. I, I think Justin Fields would be great to. I mean Matt Ryan's old, so maybe he's only got a year or two left. Let him mm-hmm. play underneath him for a year. Um, also, I mean Sewell's a great option. Kyle Pitts as well. I mean that'd be really high for a tight end. I mean, but Kyle Pitts is, I mean six six can jump and run as a tight end. Can split him out and he can block a little bit. So. I think they got a lot of options here. I'd, I'd be interested to hear what you have to say about it, Riley. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really hard. We could see a run on quarterbacks. You could see jumpy teams getting nervous about not getting their guy. Um, you know, three quarterbacks with the first three picks, people might get getting nervous. This could be a spot for the Falcons to trade out of. Um, I've seen that, that around going around the league. Um, it wouldn't be a bad idea because they could trade down, get a guy like Trey Lance, groom him under Matt Ryan for a couple of years, and then let him run. Um, plus, he works out with their offense really well. They would have a playmaker at quarterback, somebody more mobile than Matt Ryan has been in the past. Uh, you know, you could probably you could scheme up a lot of stuff, especially with Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones on the outside. But then again, um, it, it really depends. You could go for a guy like Justin Fields to be the predecessor and try and get him early. Trey Lance would be a spot that you could maybe trade down and hope to get. But also, if they want to keep Matt Ryan and Matt Ryan says he's good to go, I, could, I wouldn't be surprised if they draft Penny Sewell to go and protect him. Yeah, absolutely. And then another interesting thing I've been looking at is Kyle Pitts going at number four. Um, Kyle Pitts in recent mock drafts around the league have been going anywhere from four to four to like 14. You know, his, his ceiling, I've only seen him go at, at four, um, but that would be the absolute earliest I see Kyle Pitts being taken. But I, I see... Um, I see the Falcons uh, looking for their predecessor. Um, I my gut tells me Justin Fields. Yeah, that's um, I, that's I. I just don't mind. know how you pass up that talent and the chance to to get a backup for for Matt Ryan. I mean, Matt Ryan's been on the team forever. He's been Falcons yeah, I mean, quarterback. Oh seven, oh eight, I think. Yeah, we saw him play his last college yeah, game, right? I mean, yeah, Justin Fields. I mean, he's a he's from Atlanta area. I mean, yeah. hometown kid. I think. And I think that he's got a lot of potential. I mean, he's Next got a Michael Vick without the dog fighting, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, he's, and he's built, man. He's a big guy. I, yeah. I think that we will we'll go four for four here with quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to deny the speed on the outside with his arm talent. Absolutely. Uh, Julio with a four four, Calvin Ridley with a four three something in the forty. Um, it's too many weapons to kind of pass that up. Yeah, completely agree with that. Uh, moving on to number five, uh, the Bengals are on the clock now. Uh, obviously, Joe Burrow, first pick last year. He needs help um, in many areas. I mean, towards ACL last year, and, and I think it starts with tackle. Um, and I, I, I've been saying it all along. If they don't draft Sewell here, who's supposed to be one of the best tackles um, in, in the last few drafts, I think that they would be really stupid because um, he's a stud. And they need to protect Burrow because he showed that he can be really good um, in the short season that he had last year. Um, also, obviously, Pitts is still available. Available. 
Uh, Jamar Chase, who played with him, mm-hmm. uh, could be an option as well if they want to go receiver. That's listed as one of their team needs here. But, you know, if it's going to come down to Sewell or uh, Jamar Chase, I think it's going to be Sewell, honestly. Um, yeah, that's what I would go with, Riley. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think that the Bengals have one pick that they they could um, miss on, and I think that pick is going to be Kyle Pitts. I, I, I don't see why the Bengals would need him, especially – with a guy like Jamar Chase on the board, who's already played with Joe Burrow and has that chemistry, absolutely, I think they would go him before Pitts. Um, you know, Kyle Pitts, it's it's a weird situation with him solely because he's a wide receiver and a tight end. Florida used him as both. Um, he's big enough. I mean, does he gain weight? Does he slim down and play wide receiver? Because then that completely changes position. So you're looking, you got to fit on the right team to kind of get that. He's a kind of that uh, that Swiss Army knife player. And you got to get him on the right team to be able to do that. I mean, we saw it as Lions fans. We saw it with Jeff Okuda. Played Absolutely. strictly man at Ohio State. He's playing zone coverage. And now he's playing slot. zone in the slot. His first game against arguably the best wide receiver in the league in Devontae Adams and gets absolutely sauced. So I, I think they're going to go with Penny Sewell or Jamar Chase at this point, but I would go with the professional bodyguard and Penny Sewell. Yeah, they, got, they had Anthony Munoz, Hall of Famer, for years mm-hmm. there. They need to get the next guy. That can protect uh, yeah, their big investment he's, he's from last big, year. He's big. He's a stud. I mean, yeah. you can't pass on Sewell. Especially with already one injury under their belt. Yeah, they can't. Burrow. Like he's Burrow. Obviously, has proven that he can be really mm-hmm. good, and he needs that. So we're gonna we'll go with Sewell there at five. Uh, moving on to number six here. Um, Miami's on the clock now. Uh, biggest need says tackle, guard, defensive interior, edge rusher. Um, yeah, Tua, it seems like he's going to be the guy. Um, that's what it's looking like right now for them. Um, obviously, Fitzpatrick out. He's going. He's in Washington. Um, I, I don't know if they want to go best available here, wide receiver. Um, I've seen a lot of things happen. Pick Kyle Pitts, Jamar Chase, uh, one of those two, maybe even Waddle or Smith because they played with Tua over at Alabama. Um, but, you know, I, I just think that this is kind of an awkward position for Miami. I think they, they could trade down a few spots and maybe get a guy like Micah Parsons um, if he mm-hmm. fell to, say, 7 or to 10 instead of um, 6 there. But I, I think that they that they might go best available here, and Kyle Pitts is the best available. Um, but I would not be surprised if Jamar Chase from here at Riley has to say about that one. Yeah, um, it's a super. I mean, you hit kind of the nail on the head right there. You uh I don't know, you know, the Dolphins traded out of the three spot, which is what we could have seen um, early on in the, after college football ended, everybody was saying the clock was on Tua um, because he got drafted. Even he he had one rookie year and he wasn't great. You know, he split time with Fitzmagic. But I I think that they, you know, they could have traded down further, but then they jumped right back up the six, which to me indicates that they have a guy they want. And I think that with a young quarterback who, who, is injury prone, but didn't show it this year. He's young. He's got time to grow. I think that they should put him around with weapons. Um, an interesting uh, situation here: if Penny Sewell did fall to six, I believe that the Dolphins that would, would draft yeah, him, they and they would be not. extremely happy with that. I could also see them trying to accumulate more picks because this draft, in particular, is it may not have the star talent as the wide receiver at the wide receiver spot as last year's draft, it's but it's deep. I mean, you got guys that are amazing athletes going in the sixth round. I mean, some wide receivers are going that are good, like Dax Milne from BYU, um, teammate of, um, of Zach Wilson. He was a great player, but he's going in the sixth, seventh round. Yeah, so it's a very crazy. deep draft. I wouldn't be shocked if they trade out. 
But right now, um, if they're going to stay put, which we have them staying put, I think that they're going to go after either Devontae Smith or Jamar Chase. I would lean towards Devontae Smith um, just because of that connection, and they know that he has a playmaking ability. Um, and, that, yeah, I, I would probably lean towards yeah, Devontae I like Smith. Yeah, I love that, the Bama-to-Bama connection there, the mm-hmm. the National Championship 2018 to Devontae for the win. I, I love that. I think that... Mm-hmm. Devonte Smith is an undervalued guy, even though he won the Heisman. I, I love that. I think let's let's go Smith at mm-hmm. at six there. Um, now we move on to our hometown favorite team, hmm. the Detroit yeah. Lions. Um, interesting position the Lions are in. Um, you know, uh, obviously traded uh, Matthew Stafford away to Los Angeles for some picks, uh, Jared Goff, and uh, they got a quarterback. But who knows? Uh, they could go quarterback here. Um, Trey Lance is the best available quarterback, obviously, right now after those four uh, went right away. Um, could be an interesting development there, having grew behind um, Goff. But I mean, wide receivers obviously a need. Losing Galladay and Marvin Jones, yep. um, you know, defensive help would be very, 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 very good. Um, you know, needing interior, an edge rusher, a linebacker. A corner safety. I mean, uh, the the list goes on and on. Um, you know, I think Ryland and I've had a lot of conversation about what we want the Lions to do if they want to trade down or if they should just take the best wide receiver available. I mean, D- Jamar Chase available here. Um, you know, and this draft then kind of gives you some picks that you could trade away. It's saying that teams could be interested here: Philadelphia at twelve, Los Angeles at thirteen. Uh, Chicago at 20 doesn't have them on here, but the Patriots, I've heard, are very interested mm-hmm. in yep. trading up. I could see that <clears> in the scenario, the Lions dropping from 7 to 15. I think that at, in that position, they could get maybe a guy like Jalen Waddell, uh, Micah Parsons as an edge rusher. And, um, you know, I think they have a lot of really good options there. Um, you know, I'm thinking with what this draft is offering on here um, with the trades, I think the Lions would stay put. And I think Jamar Chase would be that guy. Um, possession receiver, a guy that can also burn a little bit on the edge, could be a Justin Jefferson type um, receiver. Obviously, he didn't play last year, sat out, but I, I love his game. Um, loved what I saw from him um, with uh, Joe Burrow, and um, I, that's that's the guy I would go with. Definitely not Kyle Pitts. We don't need any more high pick tight ends for the Lions. <laughs> that's, that's not that's not good. Yeah, I think that you know. Uh, I have done so many mock drafts with the Detroit Lions on this Pro Football Focus mock draft simulator, and I honestly think 90% of the time I trade out. I see so much depth in this draft, and I don't see anyone that the Lions like definitely need for sure right now at 7. Um, like you said, the Patriots are interested at 15. Um, the Washington football team is interested at 19. Um, and that could be a situation. Um, and, at, you know, as you go further down, the more picks you're going to accumulate. Um, I think if the Lions do trade down, they should make it worth it and go anywhere between the 12 and, and 19 range. I think once you get out of that range, you lose um, kind of that star talent, which is really what the first round's all about. Absolutely. Um, so I think they should trade out. But as a simulator right now, if we're sticking them at seven, you know, I wouldn't be upset if they drafted Jamar Chase. A lot of stuff about Jalen Waddle is being thrown around, how he could be just a burner on the outside. He's young, but then again, he's injury prone. Um, I would think I think a huge miss for them would be draft Kyle Pitts. I think that could be a worst case scenario. Um, I've seen a ton of stuff about them drafting Micah Parsons here, but then I've also seen a ton of stuff about 
He has character issues off the field. And just like, you know, just the stuff that a new developing team doesn't need their first pick in a rebuild to be. I wouldn't be upset if they trade down to 15 and then grab him. Um, You know, we've had bad luck in the first round with linebackers and, you know, Gerard Davis wasn't great. And it just, you know, it it just didn't fit and it didn't feel right. Um, I would not be happy just personally if they draft a quarterback. You know, they did all that work to get a great deal from the Rams. I mean, they pretty much hosed the Rams and gave Stafford a great deal in the, yeah, they in the did. meantime. They really did. But, I mean, what's the point of taking on Jared Goff's salary of, what, $43 million this year yeah. in dead cap if you're not going to use them? You know, or if you waste. groom somebody, you're wasting a couple years off a young quarterback. Um, so I, I think they're going to go Jamar Chase if Jamar Chase is still on the board. But. You know, if Penny, if the situation where Penny Sewell falls, oh, they, have to take they would have to you take Penny it. Sewell. Or if, you know, Justin Fields and Trey Lance are both available, that's insane trade bait for hungry teams like the Panthers, Patriots, um, and just like some of the, like the Broncos, some of these guys that really want these young quarterbacks. I mean, the Broncos have Absolutely. Drew Locke. He's young, but he's not great. I mean, the Panthers are what, re-upping with Teddy Bridgewater or... I can't remember. They have like water Darnold, yeah. Darnold, I mean. Yeah, in Darnold. So, I mean, it's not, you know, it's it's feasible to see them trade out depending on who falls. And that, you know, as we get deeper in the first round, that's what's going to be the case. But I think if, as the simulator is telling us, I say we go Jamar Chase. Yeah, we'll go Jamar Chase there. Yeah, my only worry is a long-time Lions sufferer, although I don't hang my hat on them like I do the Spartans because <laughs> I can't afford two heartbreaks a weekend, <laughs> is if you remember – you guys would remember, but a little trio in a row, Charles Rogers, Roy Williams, Mike Williams, none of them really panned out to be anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, Calvin, obviously, Calvin oh. Johnson was a great wide receiver pick. I don't know. if I feel like some of the best wide receivers, now there's some big-time good wide receivers from the big schools that went early, but I feel like there's as many guys that... Or, and I, I never heard of Kenny Galladay before he came to the Lions. I mean, yeah. he, even Marvin Jones, I know I think he played for maybe West Virginia or something, but I don't know if they waste a pick here or not. I mean, I'm I'm fine if they take a Jamar Chase, if they think that's the guy, but I don't know. I personally hope that they do trade out and, and stock up, but that's just my take. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at this point, you need as many picks as possible. <laughs> Um, you need to kind of go and uh, and just like get players and fresh players in. You're losing so many people to free agency, and you know you didn't sign Marvin Jones and you didn't sign Kenny Galladay. So I think you go wide receiver, but also if you want to trade out and try and get Jalen Waddle at 15, that is perfectly yeah, fine too. There's, yeah, mm-hmm. there's a lot of options, which is really good. That's what the lines in. Hopefully, yeah. Brad Holmes can be that smart GM and kind of play the field a little bit. Yeah. Um, Moving on to pick eight, um, last one here of the um, spot number one on the around the world. Uh, the Panthers um, needs quarterback, receiver, tight end, and cornerback. Um, and there's a lot of guys that kind of fall into this. I mean, it's funny uh, they say quarterback, but they got two. Right. That's, <laughs> yeah. I, I, that's that's why I don't. I don't my mind. I don't see them going quarterback here. Um, and mm-hmm. they need weapons. I mean, they have some decent, nice young receivers. Um, you know, I think Samuel is coming back. Robbie Anderson. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think they have they have enough speed on the outside, and I think that Pitts would probably be their guy here, especially with the need of a tight end. I don't think they. I think Greg Olson was there a couple of years ago, yeah. but I don't think I've heard of any yeah. Carolina tight ends. And he obviously, like we said, he can split out and play both. I'd I'd say Kyle Pitts here at eight. Yeah, I'm I'm rolling with that. Um, I think that you know the Panthers before they got Sam Darnold. 
I, I thought they were gonna. That I thought they would be in a spot to get Trey Lance just because we saw what Cam Newton did in Carolina. They know how to, you know, figure this out. And you know, they've had Cam Newton in the past, a strong-armed running quarterback. Um, and now they they had a chance to draft Trey Lance. However, you know, with Sam Darnold, young quarterback, I could see them uh, surprising a little bit um, and going Rashawn Slater as a tackle because Sam Darnold, mind you, is still young. You know, he's got talent. He's a like he's a smart kid, and like um, he can continue to work on that. But at the same time, I think they're going to try and get as many weapons as possible. And I mean, shoot, Robbie Anderson. I mean, is DJ Moore still on the panel? Uh, yeah, and yeah, DJ, Moore DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel, and then really added in a Swiss Army knife right there at yeah, tight end. That's a good. That's four. a that's a good a good thing right there. Yeah, we'll go with Pitts there at eight uh, spot two now. Um, pick number nine. The Denver Broncos are on the clock now. Uh, quarterback, tackle, linebackers, what they need. This is where I think um, Trey Lance ends up. I really do. Um, you know, Drew Locke uh, is, was kind of a gamble by by the Broncos a few years ago. I mean, he, he has some, he's shown flashes. He could be good. He's got a nice arm, a um, little sporadic with a um, injury prone. I think he was banged up almost all last year. So they were, I mean, hell, they played a game without a real quarterback. They're on like their fifth string quarterback was like a running back. Uh, so, yeah, I, I mean, tackle Rashawn Slater obviously could be an option here. He might be a, a little bit of a reach considering that Northwestern wasn't great offensively. I think he's got great measurables, which I think he'll, I mean, he'll definitely be a first-round pick. But I, I think that Denver is looking for that quarterback of the future, and I think that they think Trey Lance is that guy at nine. Yeah, I could totally see that happening. Um, I, I could see that. I do think that uh, – Trey Lance could go at nine, but I also could see them getting a guy like Micah Parsons. Yeah. Completely. You know, Denver has always been a defensive-minded team. You know, they pretty much, I mean, yeah, Peyton Manning came in and won that Super Bowl, but when you have Von Miller on the outside absolutely uh, tearing it up, I just don't see uh, the issue with that. So I could see that happening. Um, but I, I'm going to go with Trey Lance just with the problems they'd have with Drew Locke in the past. Um, I don't think that they could uh, afford to miss out on a guy like Trey Lance because at this point – you're looking at the top five gone if you don't get them because somebody's going to pick up Trey Lance. Absolutely. Um, so they could be feeling the pressure here. Um, I'm, I'm going to roll with Trey Lance um, with a little bit maybe Michael Parsons on the side, but Trey Lance for sure. Yeah, we'll go with Trey Lance there at nine. Moving on to America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> uh, tight end, edge rusher, cornerback safety is what uh, PFF says they need. Um, you know, I, I think that, I mean, the number one available player right now, according to them, is Jalen Waddell. Um, I don't think they need any more receivers. They've got, no. <laughs> they've got a lot of weapons. Um, a guy that, I mean, he's considered a linebacker, but he's also an edge rusher, is Micah Parsons here. Um, could very much see that happening. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think Patrick Sertain's another name to keep an eye on. Alabama, uh, <coughs> big body corner, fast, smart, um, tutelage of Nick Saban. One of the best to coach cornerbacks, honestly, mm-hmm. ever. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised with either of those, Sertain or um, Micah Parsons. Those are the two I, I'm kind of leaning towards, not really sure yet. I'm here to see what yeah. you have to say. I, I think they have Leighton Vander Esch right now with the Cowboys. That's true, yeah. So I think that that would kind of uh, put a wrench in, in them drafting um, Micah Parsons. I... And rolling with Patrick Sertain on this pick, I like him. Um, yeah. You know they are. They just drafted uh, Trayvon Diggs, who's a great corner, yeah, and another and, Alabama, and another guy. Alabama guy. Reunite him in the room, um, and you know chemistry is a funny thing in the NFL because it's not as important as it is in college. But I think that 
that chemistry that they have and just being able to finally say, you know, we got a lockdown corner on the outside. Well, guess what? We just got another lockdown corner. Absolutely. So being able to trust that, I think that we're going to go. I think that Patrick Sertain would be. And he's the highest graded cornerback in college football from last year. So yep. I think that, I think mm-hmm. Dallas would really like that. Jerry Going down to Jerry World, we'll take uh, Patrick Sertain there at 10. Moved on to 11. Uh, the G-Men uh, in the Meadowlands. Um, tackle, guard, edge rusher is what they're saying they need. Uh, this is where I I really think Rashawn Slater could help out Danny Dimes. Uh-huh. Um, I think that'd be a big pick for them. I think they've been saving up to get a tackle. Um, I think they got Kenny Galladay. They got some other nice pieces. Uh, Evan Ingram at tight end, obviously Saquon. I mean, coming off the injury, but like an absolute just out of this world athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, and they need guys that can block for him. And uh, I think da- Daniel Jones has. Uh, proved me wrong a little bit. I thought that he would be great, but he had a, he had a really good second year, um, a lot better than I anticipated. So maybe if he gets some more blocking um, and maybe some more weapons later in the draft uh, at receiver, I think that they could be a dangerous team there in the NFC East. That's always competitive and seems that the team that wins is about five hundred. So <laughs> I, I yeah. think Rashawn Slater might be the guy here at eleven. Yeah, that's interesting. I you know I have Rashawn Slater up there as one of them. Um, I also have Quiddy Pay on there. I could see yeah, that happening. Michigan, and he's a big body. You know that would be a little bit of a reach. Um, because some mock drafts have him going second round. I think his prospect rank is in the twenties. Yeah, he's twenty four. Okay, at yeah. PFF. Um, so I think that I could see them going Quiddy Pay just to get an edge in there. Um, I could see them maybe trying to go corner. I don't know if they really need it, um, but definitely tackle or wide receiver. So I, Rashawn Slater or Jalen Waddle. If Devontae Smith fell, this could be a spot that I see yeah, him getting picked at. Yeah. Um, just, you know, depending on if uh, teams get squirrely with his size on draft night, um, I could see him falling a little bit in the first round. Um, but I think that if Rashawn Slater is available, they should pick him just to be able to protect Daniel Jones. Yeah, I think Slater is the guy here at 11. I think that he could help them tremendously. Uh, moving on to another NFC East team, uh, the Eagles. Um, you know, obviously Jalen Hurts is going to be their guy. They're thinking moving forward. Um, says their needs are quarterback, receiver, linebacker, corner, which is interesting. Uh, puts them in a heck of a spot. Huh. I mean, Jalen Waddle, obviously number one guy available right now. He <clears> played <throat> with Hurts at Alabama. Um, I think that might be yeah, a heck of a I think, pick. Yeah, I think at this point, no question, um, Jalen Waddle. You know, they need wide receivers. They got Jalen Jalen Rieger. Um, last year, I believe. So I think you know they're trying to get some uh, some young a young core around Jalen Hurts, Absolutely. and I think that would be a great idea. If Jalen Waddle fell there, yeah, perfect. He, I could see that. He's the best available. I think yeah. he's going there if he's on the board. I mean, yeah. he's a stud. Um, Thirteen Chargers, um, oh. new coach. Um, you know, tackle guard cornerback says is what they need. Um, you know, I think that obviously right now Parsons is the number one available. Um, you know, Christian Barrymore is an interior. I don't know if they really need that necessarily. Christian Derrissaw is the number one tackle available mm-hmm. right now. Um, you know, J.C. Horn as a corner. Greg Newsom from Northwestern. I don't know. I mean, they can trade here. I mean, let's see what they – on PFF, they have a couple trades. Uh, Washington from 13 – or from 19 to 13 and then 22 and 23 – I, I, yeah. This one, I'm kind of. It's see that I was just, a weird situation. just thinking about it. They're probably banging their heads on the table uh, that Rashawn Slater didn't fall here. I mean, you got Justin Herbert. 
you get a chance to get a premier tackle and be able to protect him. Yeah. I mean, the two talk about the two most valuable positions, and that kind of word gets thrown around a lot. It's the position value. We're looking at edge rushers, quarterbacks, and tackles are the three most valuable players in the NFL because you really can't get. I mean, those are they just affect every single play Absolutely. the most. Um, and so I could see them going. Um, I could see them going with. Uh, uh, Christian Derisaw from Virginia Tech with the yeah, offensive tackle that, spot. I don't think they really need they they got uh, Nick Bosa. You know I don't see them drafting a Parsons or a Quiddy Pay. I don't see them drafting uh, Bar or Bearmore. Um, and then and really like at this point it could be a spot to trade out of like you were saying just because Rashawn Slater is not available and maybe since there's not that many tackle hungry teams coming I think that they could be able to do it. Um, and maybe get like someone like Christian Derrissaw to fall, but I, don't, I think they're not going to risk it, and I think they go Christian Derrissaw. Yeah, I, I agree. Derrissaw, he's a proven tackle out of Vatek, so we'll mm-hmm. go uh, Derrissaw there at 13. Uh, moving on to the Minnesota Vikings, NFC North. Uh, tackle guard, edge, and safety, it says, is their uh, main um, position needs right now. Um, you know, I think receiver, they're all set. I mean, there's kind of reaching here. I mean, Rashad Bateman is at 17th ranked overall. I mean, I don't know if they necessarily need a receiver. Um, yeah. They have some decent decent linebackers. I mean, Parsons is the best available right now. I mean, he's obviously really good um, guy that kind of fits what they're looking for. Trevon Murig from uh, TCU, yeah, could be one. a guy that's played well um, for the Horn Frogs, fast guy, rangy. Uh, definitely in a, a spot they could look at there. Also trading down, maybe. I don't know. I mean, also Cody Pay is a name that um, they could go for. Um, I'm thinking either Cody Pay or um, Trevon Murig. Yeah, so I'm actually going a little bit different. Um, I'm going to, I've been thinking about Elijah Vera Tucker from. Uh, from nice tackle yeah, to help USC. out Kirby. Yeah, he does need so some help. So I think that, you know, he, Elijah Vera Tucker from USC is very versatile. He can play guard and he can play tackle. Absolutely. And there's holes all over the Vikings line. He's got versatility to fill both of them. Very strong blocker. Um, he really gets up to the second level pretty good. But um, I think that they're going to go with him. Um, you know, we Kirk Cousins has shown us all the way back to his Michigan State days. Play action, play action, play action. And what better running back to give you play action than Dalvin, Dalvin Cook. Cook? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I love so that. if you get a guy that's fast enough to be a ta- fast enough to be a guard and big enough to be a tackle, and able to get up to the second level and block those linebackers, um, especially with a weaker linebacking core. I mean, Chicago's got good backers, but I mean, their strong fronts really with Akeem Hicks and um, and then you know uh, uh, Khalil. Yeah, yeah, Khalil Mack. So I I'm, I think Elijah Vera Tucker. Um, I love that. Just because it's following the mold, I don't think, you know, they got um, the best available are guys that they could get later. And I don't think they want to trade out of the 14th spot. So completely agree with that. It could be a little bit of a reach, but he's the best lineman available now. And I think they should get him before somebody else does. Yeah, I like that a lot, especially the versatility. Just reading, it says that he mm-hmm. is um, the highest pass blocking grade on true pass sets of any lineman. Um, over the last two seasons in college and can play both guard and tackle. I think that'd be a heck of a pick there for um, Minnesota. Uh, moving on to the the Patriots. Uh, 15, quarter- which you don't see a lot. <laughs> it, yeah, not, not a spot that they're used to. Uh, quarterback, receiver, corner is what their positions of needs are right now. Um, 
Yeah, this one's kind of an uh, interesting spot for them. I mean, yeah. not really a quarterback here um, they can pick. I mean, the ne- the next best available is Kyle Trask, I think, and he's late second, yeah, early third. Yeah, they're gonna they would have to absolutely reach. Um, you know, just with all the talks that have been flying around like crazy, you know, New England trading up, I wouldn't be shocked if they traded up. You know, yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if they try and run after a Mac Jones. You know, system quarterback, reliable. Not a crazy athlete, but I mean, look what you did with Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. I mean, yeah. um, so I could see them, you know, trying to trade up, but obviously with this simulation, we're all staying put. Wouldn't be shocked if they go after a guy like Rashad Bateman. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if they go after um, if they go after Micah Parsons here, um, just because Micah Parsons fills kind of two needs because he can drop down and yeah, be an he's edge. the best available. He's as the well. best player available, and really at this point, you're at 15. Um, I, I say you go after Micah Parsons solely yeah, I, because he, he's just kind of that. He's that guy who can bring it. Yeah, I agree with that. And, and the guys, like Bateman, obviously, he's he's very good receiver for Minnesota, but I don't think that he's – I think that if they wanted to, they could honestly trade down to the 20s and get yeah. – I've seen him late mm-hmm. late first, early second yeah. uh, at best. So that could be another option for them. But at this point, Micah Parsons yeah, is still Micah, on the board where he has been – I mean, early on in the draft process, he was a top five pick. Yeah, he's, he's fallen a little bit because of some character reports, but I say they go. And he's got he's got good measurables as well. Yeah, so yeah. I think I think Parsons would be a really good pick mm-hmm. for them. Uh, moving on to the Cardinals, a team that could use some help defensively. I mean, defensive interior cornerback is what they is what they're looking at. Um, drafting obviously no big tight ends here um, at sixteen. Uh, with Pitts off the board, Christian <laughs> Maribor is the first name that comes to mind for me. Also, J.C. Horn from South Carolina. I think yeah. those are the two they would hone in on. But I think ultimately that they would probably go with the guy that's the number one available interior guy, Christian Barrymore, a guy that played really well for Bama uh, this past mm-hmm. season. Wreaks havoc, big body, get to the quarterback. He can plug up the middle. I think that would be where they would probably uh, want to go with um, at 60. Yeah, and uh, right now for me, with the people we have on the board, it's either Barrymore or, J- or J.C. Horn. Yeah. Um, the Arizona Cardinals defense, I can't stress this enough, was horrible. Yeah, not I mean, their their pass coverage was awful. I mean, the Lions beat them. I mean, that's saying a lot. and so we talk about this with the Lions all the time. You know, everybody trashes on their their secondary, but I mean, it they have how many front. quarterback pressures do they have? Yeah. Um, they just got a guy in um, Isaiah Simmons last year. They they I think they did beautifully with him. They didn't throw him in the lineup because he was a oh. tweener. I think they kind of just slow played him and kind of got him used to everything. We'll see a little bit more of him on the edge, which I think will free up a little bit more of the corners. Um, I'm fine with either one of these. Um, I'm good with Barrymore. I'm also good with J.C. Horn. Um, yeah, I think Barrymore, yeah. I think they can't pass him up here. At, yeah, uh, great 16. player. He's a great player. Um, 17, uh, the, the Vegas Raiders uh, tackle guard, cornerback safety is what they most need. Yeah. Um, you know, I think corner might be the move here for them uh jc horn is what was uh, has been on my mind for them um as the best available corner and a guy that yeah. kind of proved he can hang i think the most yards someone had on him was <laughs> Devonte smith like 65 yards or something yeah i mean he's a stud he's super strong um and that like just watching some of his film crazy strong really good press corner kind of gonna goes into that raiders mindset you know he, he's very uh Animated defensive player, very Absolutely. strong, tough-minded guy. I think he would fit great. I also see two other guys at this spot. I see somebody along the lines of, uh, you know, we still have um, Trevin Morig right yeah. here. Great safety help. 
Um, I, I think he would be great there. And then I can also see a guy like Quiddy Pay here. Um, yeah, you that's know, true. That's... I, I definitely think they're going defense. I, I don't think they they used Henry Ruggs, um, their pick on the offense. Um, yeah. Derek Carr is still there. And so I, I think they still have the guys on the offense yeah, about to get it done. Offense. I think they go defense. Um, I'm... I think I'm going to go JC. I think JC Horn. Yeah, I completely um, agree. I think with that. that's a good pick for them. Yeah. Um, Dolphins back on the clock at 18. <laughs> um, edge rusher. This screams Quiddy Pay to me. Yeah. Um, best they, available. They I need mean, that. They need we help. had them uh, where we had the Dolphins. We picked them in the first round, Devontae Smith. Yeah. They got their offensive guy. You know, another first rounder. They can, I think they go Quiddy Pay. I mean, I feel like that's great. They don't need a running back. I've been hearing that around, and I just don't think they can see that. They have great linebacker. You know, I, I they don't need a corner. They got one of the best corners in yeah. pro football focus history. They had last year, great safety help. So I, I their yeah. defense was phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. Quinn so pays the guy here. I think just buff it up. And yeah, just defense. clog the middle up. Mm-hmm. Um, next, Washington football team, uh, quarterback, receiver, tight end, tackle, linebacker. Uh, I think they have a lot of options here. Um, you know, receiver Bateman's available. Also, Jock. Um, don't, his name's too long. I'm not going to say it. Owusu Koromoa. Um, I believe it's. I how think he could it. be a guy that wreaks havoc. He, especially as a mid to late first rounder, I think that either Jock or Bateman would be really good here. Um, you know, I think that receiver help would. I think Washington's got a really good young defense. Yeah. And I think it's right great. now they're really trying to improve their offense. I think Bateman is the guy that would kind of maybe put them over the top as a possession receiver, but also a guy that can beat you with his feet. I mean, yeah. he's a fast guy. I mean, we thought he was just possession, you know, in the Big Ten. We watched him a lot, but, man, he came in and clocked himself at a 4-4. Yeah. His size, it's just, Six you know, three. just skyrocketed. You see him ranked at 17 right now, and he was a guy getting thrown around the second round. Yeah. You know, just by running .1 seconds faster in the 40, your draft skyrocketed. Boom. Yeah. You're going up. I, I, I agree. I, I say they roll because their defense is great. I say they roll with Rashad Bateman. Yeah, Bateman. The at, only question there is the quarterback situation. It's the only one. Yeah, and I think that I think they might use they could trade up Fitz, too. Yeah, they could, mm-hmm. and they could just use Fitzpatrick as a holdover and maybe get one in free agency or um, in the draft next year. Not as loaded at the quarterback position, obviously, but um, yeah. Then our friends, uh, the monsters of Midway, Chicago Bears. Yeah. Um, you know, quarterbacks obviously need. Uh, Andy Andy Talton's going to be their starting quarterback. Woo. Yeah, shoot. Yeah. I mean, too bad. <laughs> um, receiver also need tackle, guard, corner. Um, you know, I think they have great linebacking core, like we touched on earlier. I think corner might be the move here after some move. I think isn't Kyle Fuller gone? I think. Yeah, and I mean, I could see them going <laughs> offensive line because it was bad. Yeah, it was. It was. It was bad. bad. Mitch was running for his life, and uh, you know, he was just like. You know, they didn't have any help on the interior, but also at the same time, they're all gone. You know, if Elijah Vera Tucker fell, they would take him immediately. Absolutely. I could see Chicago making a bunch of calls on draft night trying to trade up, depending on how it shakes out. I think they go with Caleb Farley. Yeah, that's, that's the name I was looking um, at. That's a name that's been thrown around in the mid-first round. It's pretty much between, you know, Patrick Sertain's going to be the first one off the board, but J.C. Horn and Caleb Farley, I see them switching on and off, depending on what team is up. I completely um, but agree. I could see Chicago re-upping on their defense and just kind of honing yeah, in. Yeah, I agree. Caleb Farley is who we'll go with here at 20. Uh, Colts at 21, receiver tackle. Edge rusher is what they're looking at. Um, you know, receiver, the best available receiver, Elijah Moore from Ole Miss. Um, 
nice nice player, um, but I and I, I don't I don't know if the Colts necessarily need a tackle right now. I mean, some of these guys would be a reach. I mean, Walker Little's ranked twenty sixth. Yeah. He could be a bust in my opinion, smart guy, but I don't I I don't know if he's proven it. Tevin Jenkins from um, Oklahoma State ranked thirty first could also be a bit of a reach. Um, edge rusher, I mean, the best available. This is Jason Owa from. Penn State, I don't even, I honestly yeah, have never I, heard of him. I don't see the Colts going defense. I mean, their no, defense was I, consistently ranked number one uh, like throughout the weeks. I can see them, um, you know, a name that I've been getting thrown around is Jalen Phillips, but, you know, they don't really need him. No, um, they don't. I could see them going with, uh, I could see them going with anyone on the offensive line, but, you know, they're kind of all gone. They're kind of in a weird spot. Yeah, I think um, weapons could really I help. Wide receiver. Terrace Marshall's up there. I mean, yeah. he's a really nice player as well as Elijah Moore. I think those are two best mm-hmm. available yeah. right now. And I think Elijah Moore is in a spot where he could be a good, a good, in a good situation. Um, you know, they got, they have guys on the outside. I mean, they have decent receivers. Yeah, they do. I, I think just to put them up over the top, give them another weapon. Um, I think Elijah Moore deserves some love. Yeah, know? I think he's I think underrated. that Terrace Marshall is a little bit limited just because he's a big body. But I think Elijah Moore gives him a little bit more yeah, of a slot speed, presence. Yeah, yeah. I, I love Elijah Moore. I think he's might be Especially one Especially with the, T.Y. on the outside. One of the um, hidden gems yeah. of this draft, really. Um, 22, the Titans, another team that's looking receiver, tackle, guard, corner. Um, you know, I think with the corner issue, I think Greg Newsom, that's the mm. first name that pops. Yeah, my that mind. is, if Greg Newsom falls, I think they should go after yeah, him. Yeah, I think, um, I think you can't pass him up. Yeah, there I could two. see them trying to get a wide out, um, maybe stretching a little bit and getting Terrace Marshall, but I'm, I'm sticking with Greg Newsom. Yeah, He's too good to pass up at this point. Absolutely. Uh, Jets again on the clock at 23, um, you know, edge corner, um, kind of what we're looking at here. I mean... Best available is Trevin Moorig right now, Jock, uh, Jason O. I think that, honestly, this could be a spot for Jock to go. I mean, he could be used as a hybrid, you know, linebacker slash DN. Um, I think he'd be really good. I don't know enough about Jason O. I don't know if he'd proven enough. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe even Jalen Phillips here. I think that that could be a big get for them. I mean, big guy. Um, he's proven that he can do good things. I mean, played over at UCLA as well, former five-star I'd say either Jalen Phillips or Jock here uh, for the Jets. Yeah, the Jets are in a tough spot. Um, you know, just by winning that one game, they kind of put them out of the race yeah, for really race Trevor. For, for Trevor, and that kind of like was more, I think, more demoralizing for the fan base than going one in fifteen, which is kind of sad. But at the same time, I could see them re-upping. I could see them going corner. Um, I could see them going anywhere from an edge running back. Um, I I think that they need weapons. Um, just to surround Zach Wilson. Um, I also, I either see, in this one, I either see Trevor Morrig or I see someone like uh, Terrace Marshall going. Yeah, I, I think I think one of those two is good. We'll, let's go with Terrace Marshall. Yeah. I think that a weapon for Zach Wilson, a young weapon that he yeah. can kind of relate with, a guy that has proven it. I like that receiver yeah. there. Um, Steelers, 24, we're almost done. Um, quarterback, tackle, guard, um, I, I don't know what they want to do. I mean, they got a really good defense. They always have. Um, you know, Tevin Jenkins is the best available tackle. I think that could be a name to watch. Um, might be a bit of a reach. Um, also, Moorig, I mean, that would make them their defense even better. I, I mean, honestly, I'd, yeah, I... Yeah, I... You know, safety is something they don't need, and that's just kind of the spot where Trevor, or Trevin Moorig is getting, getting bounced out, you know? He's at rank 16, and we're already up to 24th. 
Um, it, it's just like that's how the draft goes. I mean, you see guys like this happen all the time when the need's not there, positional need and uh, all that stuff. You know, it, it comes into play. I don't see them taking Jock solely because they have TJ Watt. You know, yeah, they do. I could maybe see them going Jason Owe. Um, if they have a corner available, I could see them taking a corner. Um, but really, offensive line, I think they could go Tevin Jenkins. Yeah, I think that's, I a, think good that's pick. a good pick there. Um, Jags, again, 25. I think this screams Trevin Murig. I mean, safety, yep. they need that. Uh, they need that help over the top, and he's the best available. I think that that is where they're going to go there. Yeah. There's no, I, could roll, I can roll with Trevin. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll go with that at 25 there. Uh, Browns, defensive interior, edge, linebacker, I mean... I think this is the spot for Jack. Uh, I don't yeah. think I, now. I don't think they need any edge guys. I mean, they have Miles yeah. Garrett and Jadavion Clowney, yeah. two of the best. Not that they have, yeah. I think Jock is the man. Here I, I think they go with Jock. He's too good to pass up. I mean, he's been balling out for Notre Dame, so I'll yeah, go that'd be that'd be That's unfair almost. Right there. Uh, Twenty-seven. The Ravens uh, receiver yeah, tackle edge. Yeah. I think Jalen Phillips here is a would be a name to watch, honestly, or. Aziz Ojoarli from uh, Georgia, one of those two guys I think would be really good. Um, not not really any great receivers left um, that are ranked really high. I think the next one, I don't, Kadarius Tony, and he's might be early yeah, second round. I think uh, I could see Jalen Phillips going here. Yeah, um, I, I, I constantly that. see him going over Jason Owe because you don't have much film on Jason Owe. No, you know? I, I like Jalen Phillips' yeah. game a lot. I think he can be a game wrecker, yeah. um, especially with the Ravens and their proven defense. Yeah, that's. I think we'll go with Phillips there. 27, 28, the, uh, the Saints who that um, receiver, linebacker, corner. Um, you know, I, I don't know. Asante Samuel's the best-ranked corner. I think they, I could see that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I... Honestly, receiver yeah. Rondell Moore. I could see Rondell Moore uh, going right here. He's a dangerous weapon, a guy that's kind of been banged up the last couple of years, but he's when he plays, he's proven that he's a game changer. I th- um, I see them going Rondell Moore. Yeah, that's that's I, just I my opinion. Um, it's a good. Game. I mean, if they're if they're rolling with uh, the quarterback situation that they think, I, I I think they just need to surround him with weapons. Give him the most. Yeah, uh, Rondell. Yeah. It's I think he's he's great. I love him. Um, Twenty nine. The pack. Um, with, I think I think we should be nice to our friend Aaron and give him a, a weapon because he's been wanting one for a while. Um, yeah, I mean, and it's kind of tough. I could see someone like Kadarius Tony going here. I agree. Um, I could see that happening. I mean, I think they're kicking themselves too because the lineman situation is tough. I could see Alex Leatherwood going here. Yeah, absolutely. You know, just kind of they got guys. Somehow Aaron Rodgers makes it work. They have arguably the best wide receiver, Devontae Adams. I mean. They have guys like Alan Lazard who comes and balls out. They got yeah, guys like Valdez man. Scantling coming out and, and just playing. Yeah. So I think he could make it work with anybody. I say they go tackle. That's yeah, just I, my think I think Leatherwood is Leatherwood is a good he's one. He's not ranked, not ranked high, tackle, but that's but where the need comes in. He's an absolute animal, mm-hmm. um, especially in the run game with Aaron Jones yeah. and AJ Dillon. I think that that would be a heck of a pick for them. I haven't mm-hmm. spoken in a while, but I'll say Green Bay's proof of my point that. You don't need to spend a lot of money on a ride receiver. To get <laughs> Tackle, yeah. Tackles and defense. That's what yeah, that's they, what they need. And that's a, a situation where I could see uh, a linebacker going to the Packers. But right now, you know, give Aaron Rodgers whatever he wants. Absolutely. Um, 30, Buffalo, uh, defensive interior, edge corner. Um, I, I think, think uh, I, you think the same thing I'm thinking? I, I, you say it first. Zayvon Collins? Yeah, I like that's him one a lot. I'm thinking. I'm thinking him or Asante Samuel. I think that... 
either of those guys. I think Zayvon Collins, the guy we talked about mm-hmm. earlier, if the Lions somehow, by the grace of God, got him in the second yeah. half, that'd probably be the coolest thing ever because yeah. he's a stud. He's great. Um, and I, I could see Nick Bolton going here too. Yeah. Nick Bolton is consistently, I think, his ranking somewhere in the 30s. But he's uh, he's a guy that I could see him getting picked. Yeah, yeah. I think I think Zayvon Collins is yep. safe here. Six five linebacker. I mean, yeah, he's huge. What an animal. Yeah. Um, Ravens again, uh, receiver. Uh, I think uh, another fast guy, Kadarius Tony here. I think with Lamar would be just unfair, um, uh, especially with Hollywood Brown. Yeah. Um, I and think Sammy that, Watkins now. Yeah, and they could go. I mean, we had them at Jalen Phillips, so they got that edge. Um, O-line could be a situation you go here, but Landon Dickerson's still on the board, but they don't really need an interior guy. They would need a tackle, I believe. Um, so I'm thinking either, what do we have? They need some help over the top, maybe safety, but I like Kadarius Tony. Yeah, I think Tony would be a good pick. And the last pick of the draft, uh, reigning champs, Buccaneers, quarterback. I don't know why they need a quarterback. they got Tom. He's going to play yeah. forever. Uh, defensive interior and safety. Um, no, I mean, Elijah Bolden's the best ranked safety at 35 here left. Uh, they don't think they need more linebackers, maybe defensive yeah, linemen. We saw the biggest weakness um, that I hear, and I hear it all the time because my dad, magically, of course, is a Buccaneers fan because he likes to follow Tom Brady around. He's always harping on um, their secondary. I mean, their rush defense was number one ranked in the NFL. Absolutely. They don't need interior guys. They don't, you know, they don't need linebackers just because you know Bruce Arians a great coach he can make a system work so I think they're going I think they're going safety help over the top yeah Molden's got to yeah, be there they guy. just got the young uh, the young safety and I think they pair him with another young safety last year and then yeah. that's the draft here uh, let's see what grade we got overall I mean it won't tell us overall but I think we did pretty good yeah yeah so uh, that's that's the uh Around the world for the day, <laughs> to, a little longer than normal, but um, you know that was a good one. So uh, we'll let we'll get back into the sprints here. Uh, yeah. Finish out, yeah, NFL style. I'll say ESPN's draft coverage does nothing on you guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure, uh, you might not have Mel Kiper's hair, but you also blow a lot, <laughs> le- lot less hot air too. So yeah, nice work, absolutely. nice work, Ryan O'Reilly. All right, let's end with a sprint. <clears throat> we'll go all three of us here, of course. So your draft picks aside, will the Lions ultimately trade out of seven or hold serve? Ryan O'Reilly, we'll start with you with the sprint. Um, I think, you know, if this was a, a Matt Patricia era, I think they stay. But, you know, new new change right here. Um, I think they're going to try and accumulate picks and start the rebuild. I think they trade out. All right. Favorite Spartans football player of all time? Um, I've been tossing this around. I have two in mind. Um, I really like Greg Jones, the old linebacker. Oh, yeah. the first Michigan 53. State jersey. Uh, number 53, yeah, first Michigan State jersey. And another one that I really like was Jack Allen. Um, when he scored his first touchdown in MSU uniform, I was cheering like crazy. So, yeah, either one of those guys. All right, favorite NFL player of all time? I got two of them. Again, I couldn't decide. Um, I'm going to stick. If I had to choose one, I would go with Larry Fitzgerald. You know, he's got the greatest stat in NFL history. He's got, as a wide receiver, more tackles than dropped passes. Uh, amazing. We met, we, Ryan and I have gotten a chance to meet him. Uh, when when I worked with Kurt Warner a little bit, really good dude. All right, we'll really switch gears on you now. <laughs> best cheap beer. Yeah, the best cheap beer. Um, over quarantine, I was big on the Miller Light, but I'm gonna have to stay and stay true and go Coors Light. Nice. Yeah. And we got a little extra sprint, so we're gonna do one more down and back on top of the typical. Um, in honor of the Derby this weekend, what would you name your racehorse? Yeah, so I would name the racehorse. I would name it after a popular bar in uh, 
in Holland, and I would name it the Dirty Bird after Paris yes, Lounge nice. on the river. Nice. <laughs> All right, Ryan. Uh, will the Lions ultimately trade out of seven or hold seven? Yeah, I'm with Riley. I think they trade down. I think that they're going to trade down with the Patriots. I think they're going to go seven to 15 and get some more draft picks, maybe even get a, a guy with it. Honestly, I think that's, that's the move right now. Yeah. All right, favorite Spartans football player of all time? Yeah, so many to choose from, but a guy that I loved for his whole career and still have his jersey somewhere in the house, Javon Ringer. Good nice, good pick. Favorite NFL player of all time? Yeah, it'll be cliche. Uh, Megatron, couldn't get enough of that guy. Oh, yeah. Best cheap beer? I'm going to go with really cheap. I think Miller's definitely my favorite cheap beer, but if I'm going on the really cheap, I'd say Bush. Uh, straight on Bush, not Bush Light? Uh, yeah, what a Bush No light. hams, no black label. <laughs> All right, and for the extra sprint, what would you name your racehorse? Uh, I, I, I think the big ticket would be a kind of a cool big name. Ticket. Yeah, big ticket, I like ticket. it. That's a good one. I like it. All right, me, um, with Lions ult- <coughs> excuse me, ultimately trade out of seven. I think I'm with Riley. I'm with Ryan, I, especially with Riley. Past regime, they would take it wasted on probably another tight end or something they didn't need, but I do think they'll trade out. Um, I think they're going to be a lot more strategic in these coming years. Um, they don't need to rush it. I don't know that there's a game breaker there for them at seven. Favorite Spartans football player of all time. I've been around double the time plus of these guys. I've seen a lot more of it, but uh, hands out for me, it's Kirk Cousins on and off the field. Just love that dude, what he represents, what he did to kind of help turn the tide for D'Antonio to get him to their, their championship status. My favorite NFL player of the time, I'm going to go with a pair as well, and they're a pair of running backs. i got to go Sweetness, Walter Payton. When I was a kid, lived in Indianapolis, you know, and you didn't get as many NFL games. Um, you know, we got the Bears as our NFC game. So I fell in love with, with Peyton, especially that 85 Bears team. But um, to back that up, too, i got to go with Barry Sanders. It's amazing yeah. to think of what he would have done. You know, he retired at age 30. What would have, you know, what would his numbers be if he went till 35 or 36? Just crazy. Just phenomenal on some pretty crap teams. Um, minus their kicker, of course. <laughs> Best cheap beer. i got to go Miller High Life, the champagne of beers. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> uh, that's a good one. And... uh Extra spread, you know. I thought about this a lot. Like I, I've always thought if I had some mega yacht, you know, we go down to Harbor Town in a couple weeks. I always thought that would be last purchase, but that's not a good racehorse name. I'm going back to my favorite movie character of all time, Shooter Flatch. Yeah. All right, Ryan, why don't you give us a couple final social media reminders? Yeah, just a reminder: follow us on Twitter at the Final Score Thirty Five. Keep giving us um, what you want to hear, who you think we should have on. I uh, want to thank Riley for a great um, podcast here today. It's a lot of fun going over the draft. I think that we we should be on ESPN for, on Thursday. That was, yeah. that was really fun. Um, but, yeah, that's all I've got. Yeah, real dudes talking the draft. Ex- excellent job. I'll, uh, thank you as well, Riley, for joining us. Uh, that's it for this week. We're back to a full smorgasbord of sports next week and should have some more course ratings to share. I get to get my annual birthday round in the one time sure. that I can get the – big fellow to pay for golf for me instead of the other way around so we'll have a good course rating to share um as ryan said share your ideas your likes your dislikes etc via twitter uh, thanks again to riley for taking the mic with us this week and to team anders realtors our presenting sponsor learn more about how team anders can help you with your realty needs at teamanders.com meantime remember in honor of draft day and because we always end with a good movie quote there's no such thing as a sure thing At the end of the day, the only thing that matters is what you think.